following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. We're back to Saturday, and that means... It's time to chat with Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Good, good. I'm getting settled in to just stay and put for a while now. Okay. I thought yeah, you were going to say... Doing open houses this weekend. Yep. I figured you're busy. Yeah, You're never not busy, I mean, so I shouldn't even ask I'm that. I'm never not busy. And that's the <laughs> way I want to stay. Never not busy. I had somebody ask me this week, how long are you going to keep up at this pace? And I said, as long as I love it, I'll keep up at this pace. Huh, that's okay. the answer. That's my answer. I'm sticking well, to it. Well, what's happening out in the local real estate world? Okay, so I'll talk about our southeast Minnesota market. I've got the current statistics through just this past Wednesday. So a couple oh, okay. days. So pretty fresh statistics. So as of Wednesday, there are currently 302 sales pending in the market overall, leaving only 192 listings still for sale, which is kind of crazy. It um, is. Results in a pending ratio of 61.1%. And if you wonder what does that mean it just means that the pen the pending ratio indicates the supply and demand of the market so specifically a high ratio means that listings are in demand and quickly going to contract and on the opposite end if we had a low ratio it would mean that there's not enough qualified buyers for the existing supply that's so, currently not the case so anything over 50 percent indicates you're leaning towards a seller's market Correct. Yep. How high have you ever seen that ratio go? Um, I think I've seen it like mid to high 70s. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we, I mean, I'd have to look back because I keep all these, but geez, um, I just know that it's been, it's going up a little bit now because it's been hovering more towards that 50%. Because right. the last few market reports, we've talked about it being a pretty balanced market. But again, once again, we have more and more buyers who are um, becoming more confident as consumers, but we still have sellers who want to cling on to that great interest rate that they are currently locked in at. And therefore, not enough homes for sale. Yeah, and I want to, while I say that, before I move on in the market report, I want to bring up those statistics about where those rates are currently locked, because I think that's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, let's see here. Have it. Current mortgage rates on existing mortgages. It says here in this article, according to um, one of these banks, who did this? Well, simply the market.com. So I'm not sure actually who this information is from, but they're saying that currently 80% as of the end of last year, 80% of all existing mortgages have a rate below 5%, and over 50% of the mortgages have a rate below 4%. So 
So that, my friends, is the reason people aren't super yeah. <laughs> eager to put their house on the market and move on. Everybody has a fantastic rate. 80% of the people have below 5%. That's a, that's well, wonderful that's a for them, right? That's really, really good. Yeah. So um, that being said, I hate to get too sidetracked, but I was telling you off air that what we're seeing more of is people who have assumable mortgages are marketing that to the buyers. So I had a buyer who found a duplex and they wanted to live in one half and rent the other. And they had been pre-approved to buy, you know, that price range. It was $380,000. Okay. And they found out because the realtor was very on the ball and advertised that there was an assumable mortgage available on that particular property. Now, the assumable part is only what they still owe, of course. Well, these folks still owed 284. So as long as my buyers were able to come up with the other 100,000, they were able to get a mortgage at the rate of 2.3% wow, because fantastic. that's what the that's what the sellers had gotten it at. So that saved them oodles of money. So that was really really awesome. So I think we're going to start seeing more of that if people do decide to put their house on the market okay. that they'll start using that if they have those assumable mortgages and more there are more assumable mortgages out there than you might think. That's what I was going to ask you. How do I yeah. know if I have an assumable mortgage? Um you call your lender. Okay. Because it was all written in your initial mortgage um, paperwork, or you want to stroll through those papers, you can do that too. But I, I would call your lender and ask your lender. And how would that work for the borrower, the new borrower? Would they have to you know, go through a process of qualifying to? Absolutely, absolutely. They will have to qualify to assume that loan. So it'd be, I think it's all even a little more stringent than qualifying for a normal. And the reason I say that is because this particular buyer was already pre-approved through Bell Bank. And that mortgage, that assumable mortgage was also done through Bell Bank. But they still couldn't just use their approval letter that they had from their lender. They have to go through another department to be approved. So I think it's a little more stringent, probably even better, higher credit score. You know, I don't know the absolute um, details, but I do know it's a little, but they will qualify because they have perfect credit. And I mean, it's going to be fine. So it's great. What an awesome deal though, right? I know. I was so thrilled. (laughs) 2.8% for them. 2.3%. 2.3 on 284,000. So they have to come up with the other almost 100,000, 96,000. Yeah. Well, luckily they had a big down payment and then um, they're going to get a gift from parents. So, you know, it, it's going to work out. But anyway. But is this like, this is an income property. Or are they living here? Well, that's the great, the glory of it. They're going to live in one half. They're going to rent out the other half. And the rent that they're going to collect is going to pay their yeah. payment. Because of that 2.3 interest rate on the majority of the money, um, that mortgage payment's going to be very desirable. Nice. So we always, I guess the moral of the story is we have to continue to think outside the box and we have to get creative and we have to understand that there, I hate this saying, but there's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't know why they say that, but you know, there's, there's just more, more than one way to get to the finish line, right? So we have to be creative. We have to think outside the box and it's, it all comes with experience. So in this very, um, you know, I guess I would call it 
difficult. I don't know if I want to call it difficult, but it's a more complicated market. Okay. You know, it's a more complicated market with when you combine shortage of supply with higher than what people are used to interest rates, it does get complicated. So as long as you've got somebody that has the experience and knows how to navigate those uh, rougher waters, then it's it's easy. It's it's easy. So the so assume- just keep it in mind. Don't get too worked up about it. I'm, well, you know, we don't get worked up on this show. That's the whole purpose of this show, right? Exactly. Calm the seas. But with Calm. The- the assumable mortgages, I want to go back to that just for a second. I know yeah, you don't want yeah, to go yeah. into the weeds too much, but so this is a mechanism that's out there available more than we think, but you don't tap Correct. into it often because you, because usually the, I imagine it doesn't make a whole lot of difference most often. It because, just depends on how much they still owe on the property. Ah, okay, sure. I think in Rochester, it's going to become a big deal because we had a lot of residents who bought when those rates were really low. And at the end of those four years, those residents are selling. They don't, they're not worried about hanging on to their mortgage. They got to sure. move on to wherever their fellowship is. They got to go, right? So if they had an assumable mortgage and they're still at that rate, that's going to be very desirable. And, and probably in the four years that they've lived here, they haven't paid a lot down. Yep. So, um, and especially because some of these physician loans are 100% financing. So if somebody can pick up a mortgage where there hasn't been a lot paid off on it, they're not going to have to come up with as much outside cash because you can only assume what's left on the mortgage. Gotcha. So if okay, you have and then a, you... whatever's extra, you got to pay. So if you have a decent amount ready as a down payment, you could walk into a situation that's really sweet for you right now if exactly. one of these is available. Wow, okay. Exactly. So Learn this is what I'm going to really be, yeah, I'm going to be mining for these assumable mortgages. I'm going to tell you that right now. I am going to be looking into the houses that I sold at those fantastic rates. I'm going to be making notes about which ones are assumable. I'm going to be notifying those sellers so that when it's time to go, we can market that. And I hope that other realtors are listening to me and I hope that they will do the same because this is going to be super helpful to um, all the buyers. The banks would probably prefer to give them a loan at the new rate, (laughs) but you know, somebody's, somebody's going to lose and you know, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) In this case, (laughs) the banks usually do okay. They do just fine. (laughs) Yeah. So if we can do um, a service for the, buyers and it turns out to be a bit of a disservice to the banks i'm sorry sorry banks i love you all but (laughs) we have to take a break already robin so let's do that we're talking about uh, the latest real estate numbers here in town the new report just out with robin gwaltney gwaltney group remax results on news talk 1340 kroc am and 96.9 fm We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9. Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results this morning. So what else do the, what else do the numbers tell us, Robin? All right, so taking a closer look, I can tell you that the two hundred to 300000 price range has a really large number of contracts pending, which, of course, doesn't surprise us at all. That's the most popular price range. Um, 
also we do have, we still have 41 listings for sale in that price range. So that's great. It is. Out of the, out of the 192 listings that we have available, 41 of them are in that sweet spot. So I remember last year at some point early in the year in that price range at one time, it was fewer than 20. Yeah. 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 I agree. So yeah, it's nice. And then it says that the median list price overall for all properties, all 192 is um, $479,950. And I think our average price sale in Rochester market, I mean, I guess it does get skewed a little with some of the outliers, you know, some of the smaller towns, but I think our average sale price now is like three fifty. dollars So not, not too shabby. And I suppose part of that is you're not moving quite as many as the really high dollar homes. They're Correct. taking longer to sell, so that they are they causes are. an effect on that average. Um, so a total of 728 properties have closed in the last six months, and the median sale price of those 728 was 310. So that clearly tells us that there have been fewer of the million dollar plus listings in that mix. So breaking it down, um, the highest number of closed properties was between 200 and 300 with 87. So that's, you know, a good portion of them. Yeah. And let's see, what else do I have here? Days on market. Let's take a yes. look at the days on market. People always want to know about that. It looks like the median days on market has been 11 days. Oh, God. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That is a crazy number, is what that is. These are the ones that these are the ones that are sold. So yeah, because again, the majority of the ones that sold were in that two hundred to three hundred thousand price range. And as I've been saying every week, they hit the market, they sell. Up. They hit the market, they sell. So that, if things are if properties are in good condition and priced right, they are still selling fast. Like hotcakes, it sounds like. So that eleven day average that or median that includes getting an inspection, right, before it passes um, that contingency? Is that not part of it? Well, okay. Let me see here. It <laughs> says here that the, let me make sure I'm telling you good stuff, okay? Okay. It says here that the active listings right now, the ones that are on the market, the average days that have been on market is 23. So okay. they've been sitting on the market a little longer. But the ones that did close... At the median price of three hundred and ten thousand, okay, and this is in the last looks like gotcha. sixty days. Those houses sold on average eleven days. A week and a okay, half. So that probably just means maybe that's when they went under contract. Then it could be another yep. week before the inspection happened. But you know, basically, what I guess I'm getting at is things are moving still pretty darn well. I'm telling people when I go to listing appointments. Let's expect an offer within 30 days, and then let's expect to close between 30 and 45 days after that. So let's expect that between 60 and 75 days from today, which gives you lots of time to pack and organize and donate and throw, you'll be out of here and have your money in your hand. I don't know, Robin. I don't know if I could get it done in 75 days. (laughs) Hey, do you remember how fast people had to do this a year ago? Are you kidding me? (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I was telling people, you better just be out of the house, completely <laughs> moved out before you even put it on the market, because otherwise you're going to have to work like a crazy person to get out. So, so with, I was thinking your ideal situation on these high-end houses, and you can tell me if it's even remotely realistic, is find one that was recently purchased was uh, with an assumable mortgage. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But guess what? In these high-end homes, if they were recently purchased with an assumable mortgage, those people ain't going anywhere. And the high-end <laughs> homes. You know, now, but in true. this median range, you know, the ones that were bought by people who really, because we have that advantage in our market that so many people come here with the intention of moving on right. in four years or five years or six years, not like, oh, I planned on living here forever, but now I'm moving. They know when they buy it. Listen, from here, I'm going to Atlanta or from here, I'm going to New York or from here, you know, whatever. They know. They know they're out of here. Although so I do know more than a few. nice for us. I do know more than a few people who have come here with that intent. Yeah. And then stayed. 20 years later, they're still here. <laughs> One of my very best friends, Gail Thompson, that happened to her. She came, they, her and her husband came here as residents and we're only going to do their residency here. And here they are many, many years later and loving every minute of it. So one you're of my, right, that does happen. One of my next door neighbors bought his home and said, I'm live, when he bought the home, he said, I'm going to be here two years max. That's it, two years. 32 and? years later, he's still my neighbor. <laughs> Two plus 30. He meant to say two plus 30. That's awesome. You've been a really good neighbor, Andy. Oh, yeah. It's all due to you me, I'm move sure. Away. <laughs> oh, boy. So let's look at the absorption rate because people are interested in that. Right now, we have one and a half months worth of absorption rate, one, one and a half months worth of inventory, basing it on the last six months of sales. So Listen close, because if you people don't call and put your houses on the market, in one and a half months, me and every other realtor in town is going to be out of business because there will be nothing wow. to sell. Everything for sale will be sold in a month and a half. So we're counting on new listings hitting the market. Inventory, inventory. That's been the theme for goodness gracious yep. since the beginning of the pandemic, and it continues. We need to take another break, Robin. So Okay. We'll do that and zoom right back. It'll only be a second, okay? More All Robin right. Gwaltney on Gwaltney Group Remax results in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, talking about the local housing market real estate statistics. And the yeah. inventory continues to be the headline. Yes, so to recap really quickly, we need more houses to sell. We're currently sitting with a month and a half worth of inventory. So after that month and a half, there's not going to be anything left to sell. We've got 192 houses, and it's going to take us a month and a half to sell 192 houses. So always looking for inventory, learning to really explore the possibility of the assumable mortgages. I think that's going to be key to so many buyers. And... Um, 
Oh, I guess the other thing people want to know, how many days on market? We touched on that. Average 11 days in the last six months. But what is the list to sales ratio? And currently, we're getting really good at pricing these properties right, you guys, because, you know, for so long we were battling because of those skewed numbers. We will use comps from the previous six months or the previous year, and they sold like way over value, and that's what we have for comps. And, oh, my gosh, I would have hated to be an appraiser during these times, but they figured it out just like we did. Took time. And, yeah, and now everybody's back to using, you know, credible comps because things have been level and even for at least the last six months. So because things are being priced right and because there's a shortage of inventory, the median list to sales ratio has been 102.5%. And you want it, if you were perfect, it would be 100%, right? Right, so it's a little better than perfect. So we're getting a little more than what we're asking for, um, which means there's still some multiple offer situations going on there. Although I just got an offer on a listing that I have, and the agent asked me if there were any other offers, and I told them there were not. Was there any other interest? Yes, there have been several showings. They sent over an offer well above asking price. So... Hmm. My seller took it. So, you know, there's maybe, and it's the mindset that they they know they have to offer more, but I don't necessarily know if there's no other offers you do. But if you look at it, maybe the agent, excuse me, maybe the seller would have said, well, let's get through the weekend and see what comes of the open houses. But instead, she looked at the offer and said, cancel the open houses, let's sign this baby. So yeah. there's definitely strategy. And again, all of this comes with working with an agent who knows how to navigate you through this market. And I can see as a buyer, if you come to this house and you go and look at this house and you realize, yeah, we really like this house. This really fits our needs really well and everything else. Let's bump this up a little bit to put us in a position to get and it right keep away. In mind, yeah, and keep in mind that several of these buyers are still buyers who have lost out. Uh, that's true. Going so back they, to the... They uh, understand. What is the term they're using now in the real estate world? The unicorn years? The unicorn years. <laughs> I yeah. like that. Especially 2021. Wow, that was quite a year. I feel. I kind of feel sorry for the agents who got into the business in 2020. And sailed through 2020, and then 2021 was like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. Yeah, sales going like crazy, and then 2022 slowed down a little bit, and then 2023 slowed down a little more, and then they're starting to breathe into a paper bag because they're like, (laughs) what's going on? So yeah, again, I've been around for almost 24 years now, so I've seen the ups, I've seen the downs, and guess what? We get through all of it. Yes, time as a way of working things out. Um, where we're at right now is time. Do you, do you have any listings you want to share? I do, I do. Okay, so I have a couple that I'm super excited about. Um, 2524 North Ridge Lane Northeast. So you go up Northern Hills Drive and then you take a left over on North Ridge Lane and there's yep. that sweet little street over there. Well, there's an 80-acre undeveloped city park behind these homes, Okay. It is beautiful. One of my kids from the RBC house and his family live there. And the kids feel like they have their own private 
exploring land behind their house, right? It's like you know, just amazing. Do you know what that area used to be called before it became an undeveloped city park? This is what? a long, long time ago. This is more than 40, the slough. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> we have a slough in Wabasha, but there's water in it. There's no well, water in this one. It can get really, really wet. Okay. I don't know if it's the rock formations or what up there. So must be way down in there. But anyway, this house is a two-story that was built in 1978, maintained immaculately, has been upgraded with wood floors. And I mean, very, very nice house, 469.9. And it has five beds, four baths, perfect place for, you know, family. It has 20... 200 square feet, 2,260 square feet above ground, and then another 900 feet in the walkout lower level. So just under 3,200 square feet. And it has, again, a beautiful yard and then has that beautiful extra space, green space with trees and, you know, walking paths and all of that. Oh, yeah. So this one, I think, is going to be a hot commodity. It's just been on the market, well, since Friday, so just okay. two days. And um, so that's one that I want to talk about. And then I've got another one up in Northeast, and that one is at 2018 7th Avenue Northeast. This is an older one. And as a matter of fact, when I first went in it, I felt more like in a house that I would see in Pill Hill than up there in the Northeast. So it was kind of funny. I felt like I was on Memorial Parkway. Mm. Very nice house. 1964, four beds, three baths, two car garage. They've got 3,472 square feet and they are 449.9. And they've also got a beautiful, not 80 acres, but a nice wooded backyard and private. So really nice lot. Okay, is that all the way on top of the hill too? That no, is, you don't. You barely go up. You're okay. going up Northern Heights Drive, and then yep. you take a right on 21st Street, and then a left on 7th, and it's just kind of in a little tucked away space back there. I think I know exactly where you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, really nice. All right, then we have um, out in Preston, one one seven five Highway 52 North, Preston, Minnesota. We've got a new listing that's three beds, three baths, five car garage. So for you car enthusiasts, here you go. <laughs> 395000 ah. And this house is a 2,432 square foot house. There's no below, gro- below grade, so um, no basement on that one. And then, of course, we've got, uh, let's see here. I think one of these... Oh, this one I'm super excited about. You probably saw me post on this one last night on Facebook. Um, four zero six, yes, four zero six five eight Ryan's Bay Road in Zumbro Township. So this one just came on the market and um, showing start today. So that one is seven hundred and fifty thousand. It's a two car garage. It's got three beds and two baths. But it has a lot of lake frontage. This house sits on almost an acre and a big lake frontage with a dock and a beautiful view. And you want to walk out your backyard, take a few steps and jump in the lake. You can do it there. So that one I'm excited about. In Olmstead County, it's your only opportunity, right? (laughs) Yep. And then we have um, 
one in Wabasha, but I think I have an offer coming in on that one today. That's 911 6th Street, West Wabasha. Three bed, one bath, uh, two car garage, $199.9. Oh, jeepers. Okay. Yeah. But what do you not, have an offer coming much, in? Yeah. yeah, there's, and you think there's a shortage of supply in the market overall. You get over to Wabasha, and I think there might be four listings. I don't know. It's really, really slight right now. All right. Um, have you heard any of these listings, particularly the Ryan Bay one? I know a lot of people go, ooh. Um, yeah, thanks how, to how do, go check it out. How do they get a hold of you, Robin? Honestly, just call me on my cell phone, and that number is 507-259-4926. And I am super great about answering my phone. If I'm on it, I can't answer it, but I will call you back, so leave me a message. Fantastic. Thanks, Robin. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds great, Andy. This has been Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9.